spreading. What are you spreading? Are you spreading politics? Are you spreading conspiracy theory? Are you spreading your own agenda? Are you spreading... What, what are you spreading? Do you have any idea how important you are? Do you have any idea the impact of your words and of your actions, of our conversations? What are we talking about? I want you to think through the last week. And just be honest, and I'm not saying this for any of us to beat ourselves up, okay? Anytime we recognize lack or flaw, it's for the sake of the Spirit of God encouraging us out of it. Amen? And growing us. But I want you to think how many of our conversations from the last week were just idle chatter? How many of them came from the heart of Christ? How many of them were you trying to sound smart about something? or write about something, or like you have some secret knowledge about something that no one else does? How many of them were you trying to prove yourself? We're wasting time. We're wasting time. I don't want to be a hamster on a wheel. I don't. And honestly, if I'm being real, I'm getting sick. I'm getting sick of just like this weird marketplace Christianity where we need that next hit. We need that next good message, and we've forgotten we have the best message in the world. The message of Jesus Christ, who gave his life for all, so that we could live in relationship with him. Let's not forget. There are so many hurting people in the world. Do you know that? Do 
There are so many people who don't know God's love for them. My life has been completely changed from that simple knowing. Not from any fancy thing I've ever come up with. God gives us specific revelation, and I'm grateful for that. But it's not a hit. We are full. We are satisfied in our satisfier. And if we continue, or if we choose to collapse in on ourselves, we refuse God the opportunity to work through us to a world that desperately needs Him. Church, get off the wheel! I'm part of the church, so I'm talking to me. He's got a joy. Ah, a joy that's available. Y'all remember? The joy of the Lord. It's not just for us. And the minute we make it just about us is the minute it loses its strength. Joy is a byproduct of salvation. Joy is a byproduct of us living out our call. And our call, not just mine, our call is to share the good news of Jesus with the world. That's your call. And if we'll let him, I believe we can see this city lit on fire. I mean that. God can light up this city with joy. Amen? Amen. It's funny, it's interesting trying to explain like the combination of feelings, you know, that go on when God kind of just gets at you, you know? It's like a combination of like his heart for the hurting and of like hope and joy for what he's going to accomplish. But I'm done preaching just another message. And if that's how you receive, then stop listening. Because I'm not here for that. Honestly, you want another hit? Good for you. I'm not talking to you right now. If you want to receive what the Spirit of God has for you, then you'll be able to hear what I'm saying. You know? And he'll take words that I say. And he'll register them in us. 
to change this world. To see his kingdom come. And to see his will be done. On earth. Can y'all say on earth? Don't give up on earth. That's his turf. The earth is his. And we are claiming back his territory. Amen? Amen. And we're doing it by loving people who need God. Indiscriminately, unapologetically, loving them. And I believe that we can have such a tremendous impact again on this city and in the lives of every individual in it. If we, can y'all say we? If we get off the wheel. I'm going to share a message this morning from uh, Acts chapter 8. And it's pretty awesome, you know. How many of y'all like reading about the early church? Yeah, I'm grateful these things are recorded, you know. Um, some of it's really funny. Some of it is like amazing and like, whoa. Some of it's like, oh man, God, you really, that got in there, huh? <laughs> you know, um, but we're going to go on a journey through Acts 8 this morning, and I believe that God can show us some stuff through it. Um, the early church was just that, the early church, and we are the later on church. Okay? Um, don't romanticize the early church. The minute you do that, the minute you put them on a pedestal, it's like you're trying to attain some level. And that's not what it's about. We just want to see God. Amen? We just want to move. We just want to do what he has for us, and we want to see him transform us and the world. And I believe that that looks like joy. I'm serious. In a world full of zombies, and I can say that because I was a zombie. Like, ah, Seriously. I'm not even kidding. I could, I'm sure Kara, I didn't take many photos. I'm sure Kara has a photo deep in her phone of me from back in the day, the pre-Jesus days. Dana's, Dana's doing it. She's throwing up the hood. You know, I used to have a hood on all the time. And I used to like do a lot of drugs, so I was super skinny. You know, I was like. <sighs> I used to think I was like some mad genius, and it was disgusting, you know. It's just gross. It's a mockery of God's creation. But you know what? God didn't see me like that. So we shouldn't see people like that. Please do not give up on the world. You can give up the world, but don't give up on the world. We got work to do, church. Please, please. I don't want to get up and re-preach this message. 
please. Let your life be his. And let's be spreaders of the gospel. Don't forget the gospel. Don't forget the joy. Amen? So Psalm 1611, this has been our kind of backbone scripture for this series. Um, if, hey, if you're new here or if you're listening online for the first time, um, throughout this I'll have words in scripture like bold, right? Um, that's, they're not bolded in actual scripture, right? I've done that for emphasis. Um, so I would encourage you, if you would, read those out loud with me. Um, they just kind of highlight some of the things we're going to talk about this morning. So again, Psalm 1611, it says this. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Where is there joy? In his presence. Okay. Um, how many of you know God never leaves you? Right? He never forsakes you. Okay. Yet, sometimes, where and what is joy? I don't know. The issue is not whether God is present. Okay? And, and I'm not beating anyone up here. And I know sometimes it can be a journey and it can be like, I don't even... How do I even get this joy, even as a believer? But first, I want to tell you, God is with you. If you've received Jesus as Lord, he is in you. And he wants to be real to you, okay? Regularly. And so if he is with us, and in his presence is fullness of joy then I submit to you that wherever we go, joy goes. Right? So if I'm going to be spreading something, I'm not spreading COVID. <laughs> I'm not spreading grumpiness. I'm not spreading conspiracy theory. I'm not spreading my own agendas, all that stuff. I am sharing the gospel, and I am spreading his joy. Amen? Amen. In his presence is fullness. Don't you like that word? Fullness of joy? Not like a, not like a half meal. Like, I'm full. Y'all ever been full before? You ever eat, like, way too much? You know how it's just, like, undeniable? You're sitting there, you're like, oh, shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? It's like, I am way too full, you know. It's obvious that you are full. Ain't no more room. It's all filled up. So take the terrible experience of being full in that way and then replace that with like, wow. That's the kind of joy we can have. I'll wait for an amen on that. So no matter where we are, 
we can recognize every opportunity, every situation as an opportunity for the gospel and for joy. Amen? Listen, I'm cool with like, and I think it's crucial that we meet people where they're at. And we don't just say, you need to put on a smile, joy of the Lord. Ha! You know, like, back off, man. You know? But I believe that there's something to pointing one another and the world to the actual source of joy. Absolutely, we need to weep with those who weep, meet people where they're at, but lead them to Jesus. Because if we just like, if we're apologetic about joy because we're afraid of seeming contrary, we're all just going to like, we're all just going to muddy each other down. There is a promise. There is a Savior. And His salvation brings joy. Let's share that. Amen? Like, let's share that. Like, what happens if in all of our conversations we are vessels for his kingdom and we bring joy? What happens? So good, so beautiful. What if we stop just like giving in to the conversation? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Let's bring something better. Okay, Acts chapter 8, verse 1. It says this, Now Saul was consenting to his death. Um, this is talking. Any of y'all ever heard of the Apostle Paul before? Yeah, he wrote like the vast majority of the New Testament. Um, and he used to be a terrorist. Um, his name used to be Saul. And... He used to round up Christians, locking them up, um, hoping they would get killed. This here is saying that he was consenting to uh, Stephen, some people call him Stephen the Evangelist, um, to his death. Stephen was preaching some gospel, and some people didn't like the way that it hit. You know, um, not everybody's going to love it when you call them out on nonsense. Um, so it says everybody plugged their ears. That's actually what it says. They like plugged their ears and they ran at him and they stoned him to death. So it says Saul was consenting to his death and it says, and at that time, great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Y'all ready? Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. What were they doing? They were preaching the word. They were scattered and they were preaching the word. They weren't preaching their rights from self-defense standpoint. You can't kick me out of this city! Who do you think you are? I think some people get caught up 
fighting persecution rather than spreading the gospel and overcoming it. Here, we see persecution. We see the whole... They're like, okay, cool, what you gonna do? Okay, I'm gonna get scattered, okay. Hey guys, you know about Jesus? You know what I mean? They didn't get caught up in the stuff. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Here's what the devil was trying to do. He saw a flame. He saw many flames all in one. And he's like, okay, if I can persecute this church, maybe I'll blow this flame out. What he didn't know it's a very, very silly thing to blow on a fire. Because all he did is spread it. That's all that happened. He's like, watch me, I'm going to try to put the church out. And it was like... And you know what they did? They went... And they spread the good news everywhere they went. They didn't whine. They didn't get caught up going, I'm persecuted. You don't see it. You don't see it. In the New Testament, you do not see it. You see people utilizing every opportunity, yielding it to the Spirit of God, and seeing power and gospel together changing lives. How many of y'all want a piece of that? So I say this partially in preparation, because like, real talk, that's a kind of persecution many of us have not experienced. Okay? Um, I'm not saying there's no such thing as like persecution in your life, but I am, I, just me personally, I have not been chased out of the city yet. Right? But if I do, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to get wrapped up fighting for my rights, nor am I going to hide. Amen? Because those are the two traps. Don't fall in the ditch. God's got us. And wherever we go, we're just going to be like, hey, you know about Jesus? He loves you so much, and there's so much joy. We're going to see people healed. We're going to see, like, I mean, we're going to see some stuff. So long as we're willing, and we don't get caught up in the nonsense. And we all do it. We all do it, okay? I'm not preaching at you. I'm like preaching with me. I don't even, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like we're in this together, squad, you know? But wherever we go, he is there with us. Let's remember that. And let's spread the best news in the whole wide world. And how much better, like just think about the testimony of that. Think about being like uprooted from your place of comfortability and contentment. And then being like, God is so good. People are like, what are you even talking about? You don't, where are you laying your head? God's got me. He's got me. It's better. Isn't that good? Y'all ever heard of Philip? There's a couple Philips, so there's a good chance you've heard of one of them at least. Um, Man, Philip is so cool. I love this dude. Um, we're going to read about him starting in verse 5. It says this, Then Philip, so this is after, again, persecution, after the scattering, right? Um, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes, can you all say multitudes? 
That sounds like a lot of people, doesn't it? Multitudes. I like that. I think there's some multitude. There's a multitude of people in Menominee, Wisconsin, that need to know the love of Jesus, that need healing, that need deliverance. Amen? Don't read this separate from it. This is for us. This is for real life, not fairy tales. Um, and the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. I like that. I like that the gospel wasn't just word. It says, for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice. Yeah, get out of there, unclean spirits. Cry about it. Um, came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were what? Healed. Y'all ready? Verse 8. And there was great joy in that city. So who was Philip? Um, Y'all have heard of like Philip of the 12 disciples of Jesus, right? Like that's a Philip. Um, this is a different Philip, okay? Sometimes they're confused, which is understandable because you didn't even give me a last name, you know? Um, but this is a different Philip. This is a Philip um, who was previously, um, his like role in the church was waiting on tables, you know? Um, how many of y'all are grateful for those who serve in all sorts of different positions in the church. Yeah? Um, such a diversity of giftings, such a diversity of function and anointing, you know? But all by one spirit, you know? And, and I like that, um, I really like that God isn't into ranks of people. You know what I mean? There's the top tier Christians, then there's the second tier Christians, then there's the third tier Christians, right? Like, 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 um, what did they used to call it? Something in layman. I forget what the former was, but anyways, it's like separating Christians into different categories of reverence or whatever, you know? Clergy in layman, is that what it is? Yeah, 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 okay. Um, clergy referring to those preacher people, you know what I mean? who are totally different from all the other people. It's nonsense. We're family. We're all on the same level. I might be up on a stage, but that's just for the purpose of being able to see all of you. Okay? Hi, I'm up here, not because I think I'm above you, okay? If it made sense, if we had, like, stadium seating, I'd be on the floor, y'all. You know what I mean? But it wouldn't make a lot of sense yet, okay? Um, but I love that Philip went from waiting tables in the church to preaching the gospel in Samaria and seeing an entire city lit up with the joy of the Lord. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So I would submit this to you. Don't save the gospel work for the preacher people. Don't say, oh, not me, because I'm not... I'm not one of them. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Hi. You're one of us. We all have the best message in the whole wide world. And we all get to share it. Amen? You are not inferior. 
You are a child of God, anointed by the Spirit of God, and you have the best news in the world to share with hurting people and to see lives transformed. Don't write yourself off. So Philip, who was this dude? Again, he was, a, he was previously waiting tables, you know. Um, and then he just yielded to God in that. And when he was scattered... You know what I like too? You know what I like? He wasn't like when he was scattered, he wasn't like, I need to find the tables. You know what I mean? He was open to being used in a different way, which is really cool to me. I would just encourage you, there's, there's like a flexibility and applicability required for a kingdom living. Um, don't, don't be too quick to title yourself to like throw these labels on you that restrict you. Um, God might call you something and that's, that's great, that's cool, you know? Um, but even in my short time as a believer, God has called me multiple things, you know? And, and, and we need to just kind of respond to him along the journey, you know? Because um, if you dig in heels, either literally, locationally, or in your gifting and how he works through you, You'll deny, again, you'll deny, God doesn't force you to do anything. So you'll deny him the opportunity to work through you in the way that he wants to. So stay open. Can you say I'm open? There was great joy in the city. I want some joy in Menominee. I'm not playing. I, like, I, like, I really, really want to see this. And I have a part in it, and you have a part in it. I love Kelly's video about the kids. It's like, and it's entirely up to you guys. You know what I mean? It's so good. Just saying, like, we all have a part. We all have a part in this kingdom life. In this city can be set ablaze if we'll let him do it through us. Amen? God loves the city. He loves the city. How many of y'all know God cares about the individual? Yeah? Like he loves the city because the city is built up of individuals, right? Um, and, and God might send you to the city and you might see the whole city set ablaze, and then he might send you to the individual to see that particular human life changed. If you get too wrapped up in the success of whatever you're doing, Right? So like Philip, right? He goes to Samaria. He's like, guys, Jesus and healings and like people are being delivered and all sorts of awesome stuff is happening. Right? What Philip could be tempted to do is of his own volition. Now, I'm not saying this doesn't ever happen. God might have been like, all right, Philip, here, I have some more instructions to how to like stay here 
and disciple these people. God could have done that, right? In this moment, God didn't do that. God was like, hey, uh, Philip, I know you're having a grand old time here in Samaria. Um, the city is full of joy. Everything's probably going, everything's going great. I'm sending you to the desert. How many of y'all would be like, yay, desert? They didn't have ATVs, okay? That's what happens, though. He's like seeing so much revival in Samaria, and it's amazing. And then, and then God's like, hey, uh, desert time, you know? I'll show it to you. This is Acts 8, 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. Can y'all say desert? Okay, so I'm biased because I actually kind of like the desert. You know, there's something about a good cactus. I don't know, man. You know, cactuses are great, you know. But I'm sure if it was like just me and like I didn't have like the novelties of life and stuff, like the desert might not be so appealing. You know what I mean? Um, think about the desert without a cell phone. That's, you guys know they didn't have cell phones in the early church? I can't go out email. I can't go out there. I don't have my phone. What am I going to, what if I get lost? Oh, wait, yeah, he's present with me always. Yeah, that's right. Oh, let's not forget that, right? Um, but the desert, you know, we, not everybody likes the desert because the desert is kind of unknown. Any of y'all love the unknown? Um, if you can look at it like an adventure, then the unknown is awesome, right? If it's like adventures with God, then the unknown is fun. But if you start getting all serious on yourself, and you're like, oh, I have to have everything perfectly figured out. The unknown! You know what I mean? It's not going to go well for you. But if you can just recognize that you don't know squat in the first place, like even when, even in Samaria, Philip was just like doing the simple thing that God had him do. So in the desert or in the city, it's the same thing. Follow God. Spread the word. Follow the promptings of the spirit of God. And hey, if an angel shows up and he's saying something that's not contrary to what Jesus said, then you might want to listen to that too. You know? Let's go to the desert. Okay. Well, what if I get deserted in the desert? What if you're deserting someone in the desert for your fear of desertion? Do you hear me? Maybe it's not all about you. Maybe there's someone in the desert starving, thirsty, and maybe they need the love of Christ like you do. And maybe you can be a vessel going out in the desert, taken care of by God, and spreading it. Verse 27. So he arose and went. Like, come on. Nobody? I'm impressed. Like, good job, Philip, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, 
shout out Philip, he arose and he went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Come on, man, tell me that's not a divine appointment. Dude is reading Isaiah! Like, God's lining some things up here. But you know what could have happened? Philip could have been like, nah, I'm cool. Would have just been reading Isaiah. Now, perhaps, God would have been like, okay, Philip's not going. I'm going to send someone else. But someone has to respond. I want to be a first responder. You know what I'm saying? I want to be the arose and winter. I don't want to be there, sit there and contemplate her. In real talk, that's what a lot of the church is doing. Just get your butt going. Just go. Let him reel you back. Like, I would rather be, like, running and have the Spirit of God be like, Stephen, walk. You know what I mean? Than me being, like, couch potato and him being like, Can, excuse me. And I'm just like. You know what I mean? Like, I would so much rather be like, Stephen, I, I see you're like getting after it, you know? But let's do it this way. And then, I, and then I'll still have to reroute and recalculate and stuff. But like, I love that Philip just arose and went. And he, and God lined things up for this divine engagement. I love this. It says, he's reading, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near. And overtake his chair or this chariot. Let's read that one more time. Go near and overtake this chariot. Now, when he says overtake, listen, it's not like pirate stuff. And he didn't like grab his sword, ha ha, you know, and overtake, you know, it's not what it was. But we are to overcome any evil or lack of God with good and with God. Amen. In this situation, there was someone thirsty for God, going to Jerusalem to worship, you know, had a heart for God, but didn't really know what it all meant or what it all pointed to. There are people that might not even look, maybe they're not even coming back from the temple. Maybe they're not on their way to the temple. Maybe, maybe their actions don't look like they're hungry for God. But you don't know. Okay? You don't know. I can't tell you how many times I tried to act too cool for God. Like people were like sharing like these two and their family, Pastor Paul and Dana. They were like, the first thing they hit me with, I'll tell you what, man. Again, I was at a show. I used to play in a band. Their daughters used to play in a band. Um, I was homeless, on drugs, terrible spot of life. And I was playing this show. And I knew that Kara... And her family were these weirdos that I didn't really want to have much to do with, you know? Like, like their parents went to their, their shows. And I was just like, what is this? Who do you think you are? What are you doing here? You're too old to be here, you know? Why are you here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, mind you, I, you know, I didn't really have a very, I didn't have an understanding of what, like, God looked like, you know? 
And, and so I figured, you know, I was at the show and I was just like avoiding making eye contact with mostly with this guy, you know, because um, I thought he was like Father Paul and, you know, I had all these misconceptions about like, you know, the church and I judged everybody, you know. Um, but I remember I was avoiding, doing my best to avoid making eye contact. And sure enough, man, I don't know if you've ever gotten in this dude's stare, but sometimes he'll hit you and he'll just like, Ta-pa! you know what I mean? And like, again, I was doing my best. I don't know how, because I had a hood up. I was trying to avoid contact, but like, it's just like the moment I looked up and like, he's just like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh no, this is not going to go well for me because like I w- had a bad reputation. I was like, again, y'all heard it, you know, but I thought that if he came up to me, he was going to say, you stay away from our daughters, you little creep. You know what I mean? Seriously, that's what I thought he would say, because, like, people knew about me, man. Like, I wasn't quiet. Surprise, you know? I was loud in my godlessness, but how many of y'all know God can make you louder for him? Yeah? And, and he, it's just so funny, because he comes up to me, and I'm like, oh, God, no, you know? I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting for the punch in the face, you know? Not, like, the literal punch in the face, but, like, the stabbing of his words. And... Instead of that, he says, Stephen, we've heard what's going on. We want you to know God loves you, we love you, and you have a place to stay if you need one. Maybe God wants to use you in the life of an individual. I didn't look pretty. I certainly didn't look like I was hungry for, well, I, but I did though. They just saw it, they saw it in the despair. Guys, recognize sin is hurt and you'll stop being such a judgy McJudger. Jesus, when he looked out, he didn't look out with judgment, he looked out with compassion. And then he loved people. Saw people healed. That's what we get to do. Amen? You see, Philip could have dismissed this eunuch. Eunuchs weren't popular. And they were kind of, especially in like the Jewish worldview, eunuchs were kind of held at an arm's distance. But nope. You go and overtake that chariot. And he didn't hesitate. So verse 30 to 35, we're going to cruise here. So Philip ran to him. Come on, man. Like, come on. He ran to him. He wasn't just like, fine, God, I guess. I'll go to this guy in his chariot. You know, he ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? Anybody ever been there with scripture before? Like, what? Guess what? The Holy Spirit in you. Approach Scripture, asking the Spirit of God to reveal things to you. This unit guy, didn't, he didn't know about the Spirit of God yet, you know? But when you read Scripture, don't just read it like a book. Ask the Spirit of God to reveal something to you. Amen? Because otherwise you'll be like this guy. You're like, I don't even, how am I even supposed to understand this, you know? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. Talk about a setup, y'all. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. 
In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Who's that talking about? Let's talk about Jesus. So the Spirit of God has Philip going up to preach Jesus to a guy who's reading about Jesus. I'm just saying, you might want to listen to those promptings. You know? You might be setting something really cool up. So it says, the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask of you, whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth. Can y'all say opened his mouth? And beginning at this scripture, can you say beginning at this scripture? Preached Jesus to him. I like that it says opened his mouth. Y'all, you have to open the thing. Okay, this, you have, you have to open it. Okay, if you are going to preach the gospel, sometimes it's like the church got so afraid of preaching the gospel and not living it that they stopped preaching it. And it was just like, no, you just have to live as a light. You have to do both. Like you opening doors for people, just like I'm all for that. And listen, like the spirit of God does lead us in everyday tangible things like that. But let's not forget, these things have to open too. And they open with the good news of Jesus. Amen? Like, let's not forget to preach the gospel. I like also that Philip began at this scripture. Um, the Spirit of God can lead you, and this is obviously a very like specific way that he did it. But I'm grateful that Philip didn't have like a pre-written list of scriptures for this equational evangelistic journey he was going on. And he was going to say, nope, uh, we have to go to John 3.16 right now. Eunuch, we're going to jump ship from what you got going on, and we're going to go to my formula, um, because this is about me. It's not really about you. It's about me and my, my book of things over here right now. Guess what? There wasn't even a John 3.16 yet. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, he couldn't have even done that if he wanted to, you know? But all I'm saying is, is let's meet people where they're at. Amen? And you'll hear God speak Scripture through you, and if he shows you to, to use a specific Scripture and show someone it's Scripture, cool. But all I'm saying is let's not show up with this list of things that we rally off to somebody who's not listening because you're just trying to impress yourself. Let's listen. Let's see them. And the Spirit of God will meet them right where they're at. Okay. 36. It's the last portion, 36 through something. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? How many of y'all think God was working in this guy? Yeah, he's like, water. Jesus, baptize me, you know? So 37 says, then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Reading on, 39. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. Yeah, it's like some real, like, beam me up Scotty stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you like, caught him away. Um, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way. Ready? One, two, three. And he went on his way rejoicing. Not starting to beat himself up. He was born again. 
new life, joy unspeakable in his presence. Amen. I like that this eunuch's joy was not dependent upon Philip's presence. You know? Some of us might be afraid of sharing the gospel with someone that we can't follow up and disciple on our own. Don't make rules that God didn't. Did you hear me? I'm sick of us making all these clauses and stuff. This is Jesus used to, Jesus was yelling at the Pharisees for doing the things that many of us Christians do. Well, you can't share the gospel unless you make sure to have a discipleship program that you immediately get to place them in. And if you don't do that, then they're probably not even saved. What about the body of Christ? What about the leading of the Spirit of God? Like, I am all about getting a new believer in a local church. I'm all about discipleship, but I'm not about putting limits on God that he didn't put there. Let's be used, amen? Let's be open. Let's see joy in the city and joy in the chariot. Let's see whole groupings of people lit up for God. And let's follow him in those individual interactions as well. Don't forget, you are a preacher. What are you speaking? What are you speaking? Amen? Cool, just a couple of questions for the week. Number one, if you were being persecuted, how would you respond? I want you to actually think about that. Okay, you guys can, um, I'd encourage you to take a photo of this. Um, but ask God this, ask each other this, you know, talk about this stuff. What are you spreading with your words and actions? What impact is that having on the people around you? And then number three, what things could you learn from Philip and apply to your life today? Y'all blessed? Good. Grateful to be on this ride with you, you know? Let's get after it. Don't be afraid. God's got us. Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Yeah. Hey, we just wanted to give you the opportunity as well to partner up and plug in to the church uh, by giving. So if you would like to be a part of that and help make this all possible, you can do so by going to wearelovechurch.com slash give. You can also plug in, stay in the loop with what's going on at the church via our Instagram and Facebook platforms. So love y'all. God bless you.